A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At Bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Premier View Tipperary GAA podcast has just got its very first sponsor. The podcast is now proudly sponsored by MerchMonster.ie. On MerchMonster.ie, you can buy personalised hoodies, t-shirts, polo shirts, personalised snood face coverings, and a whole lot more. They've even got a product personaliser over on their website. Go over there and check it out now. They deal in one-off orders and also in bulk orders, class hoodies, team and work polo shirts and everything else in between. Go over there and check them out now. It's MerchMonster.ie Now let's get back to this week's show. Hello and welcome to episode 64 of the Premier Review Tipperary GA podcast. Last weekend's drama saw Mind Temple 2 he proved the doubt was wrong and took home the Matter Cup with a one-point victory in the intermediate, while Temple Derry will return to Hurling's top table with a convincing victory in the Seamus Arena final. While Lock Moore and Torless Arsies must do it all again um, after a draw in the Dan Breen with Lee McGrath hit the equaliser in a pulsating game. We'll get all the views of the resident experts, Timmy Varys and Tracy and Torless Ayres, Sean Smith, as we look back on these games, while Tipperary football PRO Anthony Shelley will join us shortly for an in-depth look at the five finals we played this weekend coming. Make sure not to miss out on any future episodes by subscribing on SoundCloud or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, while our website, thepremierviewpodcast.com, has all previous episodes and some very interesting articles. Owen and Podrick are flat out on social media also, so don't forget to follow us on Premier View on Facebook, at Premier View Pod on Twitter, and Premier View Podcast on Instagram to stay up to date with all the latest news, quizzes, and a bit of fun also. But first, two matters at hand. Sean Smith, did you get out of jail? I think so, to be honest. Um, like, if you handed a lot more draw when they were seven down in the first quarter, it would have taken it. If you handed the draw and were two down with eight to go on o'clock, it would have taken it. So, I think out of jail a bit, to be honest. Um, if you kind of touch the goal decision at the end, but... I'll take that draw and run a few of our marquee players probably didn't perform as they should or a lot more had them well marshaled but regroup and go again now is all we can do 
Yeah. In the um, Sarah's won the first quarter convincingly, I suppose, uh, two goals from, from Dennis Meher on nine and ten minutes. But after that, it was kind of all lot more, wasn't it? Yeah, you'd have to say a lot more when the, the, the last three quarters of the game, really. Um, just steadily started reeling them back in point for point. Probably could have been level at halftime if they had a patch of poor shooting there just before halftime or they had three or four wides in a row. Um, but you just got the sense that they were, they were going to make it a tight finish. And yeah, as Sean was saying, it seemed to be that Sarahs were lucky to have another day that they were just, they were there for the taking and and um, it could be it could be a missed opportunity for Lockmore now because you can you'd imagine that Sarah's won't have as many players playing that badly again all to one go. Probably a good bit of motivation there. So probably I don't know. I think Lockmore probably deserved to win it just marginally, but you have to make a count on the scoreboard. Yeah, I suppose. But saying that, they did they they led they led once was it with um. Kind of six minutes from the end was the only time they actually they actually led in the game and had to get a, an equalizer from Lee McGrath to to level it. So like I suppose you said Sarah's maybe didn't play up to scratch, but like all good teams, uh, they weren't playing well, but they were still getting getting scores and and staying staying in touch and staying in front. I suppose, weren't they? Yeah, but I, I think the two goals came just came within sixty <coughs> seconds of each other, didn't it? And it just hit Lockmore for 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 six there. Um, but after that, you'd have to say that Turles didn't really capitalise on that advantage. And I think, I don't know if it was a, a mental thing where they thought, right, we have a fair gap here now if we just keep tipping over the points and try and keep my arms linked. Maybe that comes into the thinking a bit, but um, uh, over the course of the match, you'd have to say a lot more did the most hurling. Um, other than those two goals from Dennis Marr, they're probably a better team. Yeah, Sean, the influence of, of Kieran Connolly was huge around the middle of the field. I thought he did a super game. But Mickey Cahill probably stepped out of the middle of the field into that half-back line to try and counteract the, the movement of, of John McGrath. And that probably took a lot from the general play of, of the Sayers. Yeah, Kieran Connolly, Lord, if honest, he was everywhere. Um, fitness level looked exceptional. Like, time was up on clock, he's still running to the balls across the field, making these runs. Um, and kind of we ruled the game there in that midfield and when Brian McGrath and John Maher were sweeping up in the half back line they were there ever like John Maher say one more breaking balls than anyone I've ever seen just read it so perfectly again the breaks we didn't win any breaks like that but they're reading them again we have to kind of step up and read the game better ourselves but Kieran Conley feels free to rule the roost for a lot more and looks and that performance looks one that like a household name that could go on forward give a lot and kind of lot more and county scene yeah um, and uh, we we uh, said here last week when we were talking, we spoke about the goalkeepers. And the first goal for Sars was a was a high ball in, uh, into the square. Now, I, I'm I'm not going to blame um, McGrath too much in the goals. The sun was in his eyes. It was a, it was a high dropping ball. Lockmore probably looked a little if they were vulnerable anywhere it was in the full back line. I thought definitely. Yeah, when you're looking at the two goals, look at McGrath. I wouldn't blame him for that. He seemed like he, he had the line of the ball and he was going to catch it. But Dennis, he just couldn't be held back by Joey Hennessy and he got the, the flick onto it and it was a nice goal, you'd have to say. Yeah. And um, he made a good save. made a good save for the second goal before Dennis got the rebound. But um, the full back line, yeah, Joey Hennessy had a very a very hard time with Dennis Maher early on. And Jesus, he nearly had a howler in the second half. But he, he just about redeemed out. himself. Um, 
short puck out jab. I thought John Maher dropped very deep in the second half in particular, and he was he was covering every break and ball that happened there. Um, Sars kept going with the route one to two boys for a good while, and John Maher was just mopping up ball there, particularly in the second half. He was cleaning up, um, so that kind of uh, steadied the ship for a lot more. Um, but in fairness to Joey Hennessy, for that for that mistake he made, he he, he made up for it big time because yeah. that had been an absolute order. That probably could have cost him the game. I think there there were two points down at that stage, really, uh, two or three points yeah. down. Yeah. Um, so geez, that would have been hard to reel back at that stage. So, um, John Maher's uh, he's just unreal as a club level. He was absolutely unbelievable in that game again. Yeah, he sure was. Um, Sean, uh, Paddy Maher probably didn't have. With, with, the, with the season he's been having, he didn't have the, have the best of games. But Ronan, I thought, especially in the first half, was outstanding. And we, we spoke about kind of Ronan dropping back and, and teams kind of hitting the ball to him. But that's the way it worked out, wasn't it? That first 15, 20 minutes, Ronan seemed to be everywhere. He was on it. He was, he, he was mopping up everything, wasn't he? Yeah, he was catching ball galore. Like, more, like that, that was a time in the game when like, we were under pressure clearing the ball. We went a few good for turnovers in in their half. Um, the goal came from a turnover, like, and when they got the ball in hand, then they just started clearing the one was there. Um, like in the second half, probably mightn't have been as influential, but the free he got from under the center front to me was lads were like they loved this scene. And he cleared say he cleared the net, did he? Say he's still landing inclined the hill there, It was <laughs> phenomenal free, like so. Um, like again, the power, if you want uncharacteristic mistakes, two short puck outs, just straight to hand, just handling errors, like you know, it's very unlike him to be honest, no, like so. Hopefully, kind of them kind of small things, and then he slipped that then going to the wall as well. So that's very not like Parik. So hopefully, for next day, he'd be good to go and kind of get it right again. Yeah, the the very last play of the game, which was uh, which was out near the sideline, was it Lee McGrath had the ball on his early, but um, he had turned Paddy out in the middle of the field, but he, there was no way he was getting away from him. And I, I mean, if if we are looking at at our inter county team and saying Jiz Paddy Maher is 32 or 33 years old. He's certainly not wanted for, he, he wasn't wanted for, for pace there. At, at that, it was, at it that was Kieran Connolly, wasn't it? Was it Connolly? Over I think there so, near so. He's yeah. even, he's twice as fast as Lee McGrath, so yeah. he's doing well to keep him. Yeah, it was, um, um, he, he really, he, he, there was no way he was getting away from him. It was a brilliant flick to, to dispossess him as well, wasn't it? Right, I kind of was fearing we'd foul there. Um, we'd three lads running after him, hurled in there, like hatchets. It's like, geez, don't let me hit the spot <laughs> and the flick or the sideline and then, the whistle went away in fresh time and didn't happen, and that was it. Like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I suppose look from from both, Noel McGrath was very animated at the, at the final whistle. There, he, I presume, he, he felt that the, the sideline should have been given. But I think, in fairness, um, Connor Doyle had a great game um, as as referee for the for the say whatever sixty five odd minutes and bear that last minute. Possibly Paddy Creedon deserved a free there just in or around the 65, but then the ball went up the other side and it could have gone out over the line. So, look, I don't think anyone was was um, was complaining when when we had to go to a replay. These two two brilliant teams, it'll be, be a cracker again in store in, in two weeks' time. Um, Brian McGrath looked, Tom looked fine, and Brian only looked to be hurling normal. Like, Bandit is not strapped up well in that, but didn't look to be hindered by too much in, in the first half you know, a few ball, high walls came in and lads were pulling high and stuff and he didn't look afraid even to put a hand up as you know he he played very well as well to be honest so will he, play, will he talk out in football the weekend or will he rest for her and it's hard to know like his football more and the time probably more harder would it I'd say just give him another injection I'd say that's what got him through the match the last day um, I, I would say Dose McGrath's Lockmore jersey 
county final, there's nothing yeah, keeping them out. It doesn't matter what code it is, they're, they're playing. Yeah, yeah. 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 playing a county final. They're going to play the fiddle in the flag here as well, the weekend, the score probably, with one time as well. But uh, the, the game itself, uh, um, yeah, in the, Sean spoke about, about Conley. Conley was outstanding, wasn't he? He was probably, uh, like John McGrath got man of the match, but we all know about John McGrath. But um, on a kind of a national stage on, on TG4, it was a good advertisement for, for Tipperary Ireland, but uh, Conley was outstanding, wasn't he? He was class, yeah. And we were talking about the amount of energy he has and the pace he brings to it. But I remember his time with Tip, tip under 21s and under 20s. I don't ever remember him being so clinical going for scores. Like he, I don't think he hit a single wide. He hit score, score two or three points. He, he just he seems to be tailor made to inter county hurling at the minute, just the way he hurls as well. Um, even there in the 63rd minute when, when Paddy got the flick in, like he got the ball around the half back line, head down around the side, and he was going for it. He's got serious fitness, and he's hard to stop when he's uh, when he's at full steam. He was pivotal to them really. Um, in the whole game, he's. He was probably their best player on the day. I'd say I know John McGrath got man of the match, but I'd say Kieran Connolly was their best player on the day. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He was he, he was phenomenal. Speaking of phenomenal, John McGrath, five uh, man of the matches, Sean, in in five weeks play, playing club game. It's uh, serious going from from the Lockmore man. You you just can't you can't mark him or stop him. So even the first half, he dropped back there with like Brian McGrath under buckles, and he's winning him, and he's like. We lads follow him, but he just, he just, he's a way of doing it. It's, I don't know, I don't know how he does it. Just exceptional to be honest. It's kind yeah. of, you could try everything in the book, but he's just ever, he's, um, he's able to pick the ball up in a rock score. His turn is unbelievable. Turn on two points. The like ground wasn't, it wasn't a summer's day, it was soft ground. No, the conditions were good, but still he was turning lads. And the first half, he turned two or three of our lads in front of me in the OST and then slotted it over. He just has something, them grads just have something. It's, He's he's you said you said you were talking about uh, Ronan striking there for that free, which was which was a huge one. But John McGrath hit one effortlessly as well there uh, at one stage. Um, like there, there were two. I, I think it's Brian McDonald had him up on um, on Twitter there. There were t- two incredible strikes, aren't they? I mean, it, talk about wrist work. There's no there's no huge effort going into the, the strike. It's just all in the wrist, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Like and even John, the first half missed two uncharacteristic frees for him as well. He sliced the ball went to Miles right, which you never see him do. But from then on, I was like, oh, he, he has his missed something away now. He's going to ping these over. And you say the one he got there was just, just a flick of the wrist. Like, if you give me a golf ball, I would hit the start when it's the drive. <laughs> I believe that. All right. I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the other, I suppose, standout player um, was, uh, as you mentioned, in there was, was John Maher, um, exceptional at centre back. Is there a role for John on, in Colin Bonner's uh, county setup? Can we find a position that, that he will excel in? It's, it's hard to know. Like we, he's been he's been kind of been touted for tip for Jesus must be going on four, five, six years at this stage, and with injuries and whatever else, he hasn't really got a proper look in. Like when you're looking at the displays he's putting in for Lockmore at the minute, you're just thinking like he's plenty good enough to be hurling with the county. Um, he just hasn't got a a prolonged um inclusion in the tip team to be, be warranting starting for tips. So mm-hmm. uh, he's definitely worth his place in the panel. I remember you sent a message into the WhatsApp group and you're saying is he more of a central player and it's a fair point, I think. Um he I think he is. I think he's one of those players that just thrives in that area of the pitch. I don't think he's as effective at wing back. Um he's more of a ball he's not 
he's not going to go up the field and score points for you, but what he's going to do is he's going to win ball at the back and he's going to distribute it well. Mm. And at half back or at wing back in the intercounty game now, you need to be able to trot up the field and get scores. So yeah, is he going to dislodge Ronan? Is he going to dislodge Ronan, as you're saying? It's hard to know. Yeah, but Could he play as a loose kind of cornerback role, getting breaks like in the count level? There's no thing as five, four, three, you know. Um, yeah, mm. under the ball, like, yeah, that could be a call. Yeah, um, could, just, could, could you look at him playing like the Declan Hannon role for Limerick, where he kind of sits back nearly on top of the D and just reads, reads, and he has that space then to, mm. to move into it? Like, because Hannon, I suppose, really wouldn't have been seen as a, an inter county centre back, like, but he. Mm. They've developed, I suppose, a game plan that really suits his play. And then he now he anchors them, doesn't he? Yeah, and he's unreal at that role. And we've seen it the last day when, after the first few minutes, when Dennis got the first two goals, like he dropped and he was on every break. And it's not as simple as him just getting on the ball. He Like he's reading the game. Mm. Every time the ball was breaking, he was just on top of the ball and he got it up first time and he was coming out of the ball. Uh, definitely something worth looking at. Look, he's going to have to get a few games with the way he was playing. Yeah. Colin Bonner has to be looking at him going, Right. If I can translate this into the tip setup, like he'd be a great asset for us. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Uh, young Guns, Sean, how, how, how did you think Young Stakelum went uh, in his first county final? Uh, did, he, did, did he stand out for you? I was probably wasn't influential in the playing game, but still he was on the ball. He's leaked in the first half. The ball is probably not going down his side as much. Um, and he's on the side of Paddy Creedon as well. Kind of, we played under the old stand a lot there. Um, so when he kind of got on, he's all right. Like he'd be good to go again. Paddy Creedon as well. Marsh, like look back down the second half there, decline in and Lockmore had one ladder front, one ladder behind him. And like as strong as Paddy is, it's hard to get through two lads and win the ball. And then you John Mardis coming in, mopping up like so. It was kind of the more the game plan set on him and it worked like so. Hopefully, we can kind of try something next there, maybe mix it up a bit there. But them two lads will worry to start again, no problem starting them. Yeah, Jack Derby is one that, that I've always been impressed with since I saw him as a, as a minor. But he kind of found himself out around the middle of the field on, on Sunday, and I don't think that suited him. He might have been better off kind of falling, maybe falling back into the, into the, more into the full back line, I suppose. Yeah, he went out, kind of brought on my field to kind of skewer up it, but maybe he caught the kind of loose balls going forward, and it wouldn't be an actual kind of end up in half forward line a bit on loose breaking balls, and it didn't fall to him right. So again, he. He had a good half there in the fourth half back line or even deeper again. He's his size is phenomenal under a high ball. So but that's something we learn. We'll work on it for next. Like he might not make that switch again. But around the middle of the field, he had to try something on Connolly. Like he was just mm-hmm. I don't know who who put on Connolly to be honest, I think he would have played the game of his life on it. Yeah. Um in the I suppose uh, looking forward now, the, the replay is down for the twenty eighth. Uh, it's gonna be live on TG four again, I believe. But in between, Lockmore will have to, they've, they've the, this weekend against commercials in the football, whereas theirs are, are going to be at home um, in the recovery zone. Who, who is it going to suit more? I know we always say this about Lockmore, but as you go into what week 16 or week 17 of, of a run, it does have to come against you at some stage, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Um, look, we wouldn't be as familiar with it, obviously. Like playing a hardcore championship match week on week, like it catches up on everyone. Obviously, look, they've they're used to it at this stage. We said a hundred times, but like the body can only take so much, really. Um, but in fairness to them, like aren't they unreal that they don't really pick up too many injuries from all these matches that they're playing? Like I can't, I don't think they've had a, a player missing through injury the whole year, to be honest. 
which means they're doing something right, whatever it is. I'd love to find out what it is, but uh, it's going to be more of an advantage for Turles, there's no doubt about it. Not only Lockmore playing the extra match, but they have a couple of weeks to get their house in order. And as I was saying earlier, like they're not going to have that many players playing poorly again. Um, mm-hmm. I think Stephen Cattle was poor enough uh, compared to the standards he set himself earlier. Paddy Creedon was out of the game. Um, just lads that were key for them getting to the county final. And uh, as well as that, they had a lot of um, lads playing in their first county final. So you'd imagine that match will stand to them as well. So it's probably going to be advantage for for Turles the next day. Um, maybe a lot more of Mr. Chance, maybe. What about that chance, mate? And uh, Tracy has just given you the kiss of death. He's tipping you for the replay. No, I don't think we ever tipped winners right here. We'll get to that later <laughs> on. But, um, again, like I just want to say for the record as well, I, I was going to back the draw and you were slagging me so much over the last few months. <laughs> did you, did you actually <laughs> back the draw? No, I didn't know. Yeah, well, that, that. <laughs> um, just something there on Lockmore and they said like their training condition must be exceptional and injuries do get are kind of injuries aren't from training or it's not hamstrings or ties it's always like broken tones or yeah. broken that's from squint to battle just like as Enda said and how I know how to stay going like it's it's insane yeah, to be honest their conditioning their their injury prevention and their condition is just exceptional and that probably comes from from playing the games week in week out and, and then obviously keep, keeping themselves right in, in the off season but I think it was um, Anthony was saying there that um, the Lockmore lads, like they're they're a small club and all that, but about twelve or thirteen of them have come through inter-county setups and panels. So like they're they're by every one of their players are absolutely talented, you know, and they know exactly how how to look after themselves and and what's required of training. So it's not it's not just this case of oh they're a great club, blah blah blah. These guys are extremely talented. Like. And it's a it's a serious advantage that they have, always have the same management for both codes, yeah. and there's no chopping and changing. They're trying to drag out lads to come train and this night and play this match, so they're perfectly tailored to go between the codes. I'd say they don't train like any other club team in the county. Um, just you know the early season flogging they know they just build into it, play the matches and build up the fitness that way, um, which is which is would be great, wouldn't it, for every club. Like yeah. you want to be playing matches to get the fitness up. Isn't that going to get you fitter than any other training session? Like, yeah, the, the best money you spent out in Lockmore is probably a, a nice bat and a, and a sauna or something for for their recovery. But anyway, as we said, that yeah, that replay goes ahead on the twenty eighth, and um, again, it's it's another one to look forward to. Uh, the other two games, uh, the other two big finals the weekend that saw um, Temple Derry and. Um, Come come through in the Seamus Arena final. Uh, we were probably expecting a better game in the but uh, quite a good first half, ten points each at half time. But but Temperary ran out ten points winners in the second half, and uh, that man Sean Ryan uh, Sean again, I believe. Yeah, the first half was um, pretty scrappy. I think there was a lot of stoppages, particularly in the first quarter. A lot of balls going over the sideline and just general stoppages hitting wides and. Kilnall kept it tight. Um, there was a lot of forward talent in that Templary team, which they were conscious of, I'd say. And you know, they kept it kept it very tight. Probably you're unlucky not to be not to be ahead going into the second half. But geez, once Templary cut loose in the second half, they completely blitzed them. Um, Roger Murphy had a serious game there midfield. Um, Shawnee was good enough. He got the goal. Was the big was a big moment, big moment in the match. But um. 
you know, once once their forwards got an eye on Adrian Ryan, uh, Andy Murray, Garrod Ryan had a great game. He was out around mid, midfield there. He had a right good game. Um, they just have, they, as I was saying in the preview last week, they just they have too many lads to, to keep track of, um, too many good players. Yeah, the, the introduction of, of Brian Stapleton seemed to kind of, um, turn, I won't say turn the game, but it certainly added to it. I mean, he got three points from play. That, that was a big yeah. return from, from a, a sub, wasn't it? Yeah, they've been doing that all year with Brian. He, he was injured in the early stages of the year, and I think they probably settled on, look, we'll, we'll, we'll spring in the second half when the game when the game is still in the melting pot and you can make a difference. He'd done that in most of the games he played in, to be fair. Um, so, geez, that's a great a great player to be bringing off the bench, Brian Stapleton. Like he's got so much experience and he's a quality hurler as well. So, look, at Temple Derry have been knocking on the door a good few years and they finally got there, and it's usually the case we've seen with Tip in 2010 that, You've been knocking on the door a few years and eventually uh, you end up <laughs> going over the line by an extra few metres with, yeah. with scores and stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I'm delighted for Temple Derry. They're a great club there and they're a small club and they have serious talent in their team for the for the pick that they have at the minute. So um, it's great to see them getting back up to the top, yeah. Yeah, that, that I think that makes eight North teams, was it, in, in Dan Breen, I think, for, for next year, which will, I suppose, tidy up their, their knockouts in, in that they'll have four quarterfinals. But... I suppose the knock-on effect now is that the South don't have uh, Kilnall by, by virtue of Kilnall not winning the the South don't have a Dan Breen South Championship next year, and that's probably disappointing, very disappointing for for that uh, for that division, isn't it? It is, but they've been <laughs> with that disappointment for the last few years. Often they just not known like before Mullinhone got promoted, we didn't think they'd have a, a senior club there. So uh, that's better not <laughs> they're well used to it at this stage, but um, it, it, it's. Kilnall, they didn't look likely ever to win the match, really. Um, mm. they've been. I think that's at their that's their level, maybe top four in the Shame Sorry, well, Premier Intermediate. Sorry, um, going forward. So, I, th- I think Bubbles they didn't get enough of a tune out of Bubbles. I think on the day, and and they, they just couldn't get the scores elsewhere. So, and they'll be disappointed, all right. Yeah, I see. They they bring Kieran Bergen. Did he come on there in the, in the second half and um, probably need a little more underage talent maybe coming through. Uh, I think they're struggling at 19 and 21. I thought I, I read somewhere right um, for numbers. So they probably need some some new talent to, to help those lads, don't they? 100%, yeah. 100%. Uh, in fairness, they've had a core group of players there for the last 10 years that have been very good. And I think maybe it's um, it's kind of papering over the, the general uh, level of talent that they've had there in the past 20 or 30 years. Maybe it just won't Everyone's concentrating on that one group of players, but you, you need to have them coming on stream constantly from underage to, to beef that out. Like, well, you can't be one set of players, maybe go for five or six years, but you need to have lads coming on stream constantly to keep that level up. Like, Yeah, yeah. And going into next year, do you think uh, Temple Derry have what it takes to um, consolidate, I suppose, in Dan Breen going into next year? I think so. Um yeah, definitely. Especially when you get that usual bounce from promoted teams, don't you? At, at different grades, and just just some paper, they're as good as, as a lot of teams in Denbrine. There's no doubt about that. Um, and they tend to play their best stuff against teams that they're not fancy to beat. I know that look, they won the competition this year, but the last few years they've been they've been favourites against teams, and they they haven't done the business. So I think they'll go in with without any um, hang ups, and they'll probably be very competitive. I'd say, yeah. Yeah, uh, just something that, that came up uh, in the last two weeks, um, just getting a little bit off topic, but it's it, to do with this and, and teams that are promoted. Um, what do you think of, of teams being promoted, kind of getting an amnesty in year one, that they can't be 
they can't be relegated. What, do you think that would, is that something you'd be in favour of? Or do you think, like, I hate to see teams going yo-yo and you know, up and down within 12 months. I don't think that does them any good. What, what would you think of that um, scenario? Would they, would they improve with nothing to play for then? If you're going into a year and you're like, we're not going to get relegated. Okay. So we won't try and improve because we know that no matter what way the matches go, we're not going to be going down the level. I think there has to be that fear of relegation as well for yeah. teams to, to improve. Like, that would be my thought. Yeah. Sean? Um, maybe it's something I find when a team kind of goes, when it drops one grade, they seem to fall and tip for some reason. I'm not sure what it is. Um, like if we could prevent that, maybe so, or even something like prevent teams dropping two grades in two years or something, but okay, that could be something for another day. But there is, I hate seeing teams that go down, they, they tumble, they end up junior, like in their senior club a few years ago, like so. Yeah, yeah. Very good. The last game of, or well, it was actually the first game of the weekend, but um, it was the one. Uh, a very important game in the intermediate. Uh, doubt us now is uh, words that have been resounding out of the, the parish of Mind and Dewey towards this podcast. I don't know where they're coming from. Uh, you seem to have have, uh, have irked. We must be getting a, a, a medal. As, uh, we seem to be the inspiration behind Mind and Dewey winning the intermediate <laughs> with the amount Deep of messages that, that we were getting. Uh, on the social media pages, but uh, and we tipped him at the start of the year, like every year we tip him as the strongest team in the league. There's no, like, I don't know. Was Sean a, Smith, there was a picture up a, in the dressing room wall, wasn't there? Of Sean yeah, you, Smith, you were getting a, a bit of grief. Doubt us now, doubt us now. But anyway, um, that this was probably the pick of the games of the weekend. Um, for for me, I thought it was a uh, cracker of a game there Saturday afternoon. Uh, Kiljeel and very unlucky mine. Well, while well-deserving winners were probably lucky to, to come away with a, with, with a victory, weren't they? Don't be saying lucky, Mike. They'll be on to you again now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a tight match. We, we kind of all predicted that, I think. The two, he went for mine by a point and I went by Conchilin by a point. And to be fair, like either result... Oh, it was you. Happened. You were the one. That was yeah, the one. yeah. <laughs> when I was on that fence, like I usually am, I, I should, probably should have went for a draw now in hindsight. <laughs> Um, it was very tight. Barry Keogh had a chance there near the end where he was going through the 21 and he took his point. And like, there was a goal on there. Very easily could have taken it and that could have swung the result. So there was nothing in that game. Yeah, I think like number seven, Billy O'Connor, had a, he dropped one in at the end and maybe might have been better off shooting because the whistle kind of went with 10 seconds after. And, and if he did, I suppose, look, it would have been a difficult one, but just one maybe you should he should have gone for, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe so, maybe so, but they're, they're, they're fine margins, aren't they? But, um, oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's uh, it's good to see mine winning it all the same, because like, like Temple Derry, they've been, they've been knocking on the door a long time, and they're probably probably good enough to be up another level, to be fair. Yeah, they, they were very unlucky, I suppose, whatever it was, five or six years ago again, Sean, that time uh, we didn't put any teams through to Munster, and, and mine mine were actually a team that missed out the the intermediate final was played the same day as they should have been playing playing in Munster, but um, they they were they played very well and Bo and Bo was very good in the middle of the field. But O'Connor, I think he scored one twelve, one nine for, or nine points from freeze, one three from from play, um, and an excellent return for him. Yeah, and we did say there last week like it was up like they had grown Connor and Bow that firepower and when you have grown Connor bang over one twelve what one four or from play like that's phenomenal ruling roost they only had I think four scores overall in the game was it Grow Connor Bow Hammer was it? 
and so me. like and me sorry yeah. I've got one I think as well but you know like so like Oak Road O'Connor there doing in trouble so you know him the, this for sure but he's like he stood up and just um, went went to help Flitter wait, wait. Yeah, that was some, that was some goal at the start of the second half yeah as good a goal as you see isn't it um, in, in, yeah this year uh, like Bo won, won the throw in and, and took off and, and just handed it off to, to O'Connor it was, it was a cracking goal and it was, Obviously, it was the one that, that probably won it for them, but that that ten seconds after half time was so important, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, to get the get the ball rolling in the right direction, and it was overall it was a right good match. Um, you feel bad for Kishil and like they, they really contributed to a good match, and she's Marquio got some great scores as well, and they're very evenly matched teams. Like, mm. um, so whoever from mine was slain, it's like I, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you were smoking, it's been good. I think and drinking Quinn, drinking Quinlan's doesn't be good now. To be fair, yeah. I'd be out there myself. And the beer I think there's vodka in the ice. I think or something. There's definitely something. <laughs> uh, we, we, we're speaking of of Garoda Connor. His marker was Paul Maher, who had an exceptional game for for mm. the um, in 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 the sixty minutes. He he was everywhere, wasn't he? Very good player, isn't he? Um, at that level, and he's very experienced as well. Um, he was on the panel a few years ago, wasn't he? he was a senior yeah. panel, but um, yeah, he had a really good game, and it's it's not really a fair reflection of him if you're looking at the match report. Look, oh, Gro Connor was on him, and he scored this yeah. much, and you know, it can it, it can just tell you how far stats can go. But he, he was on the ball an awful amount, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, no, I I, th- I thought he was I thought he was brilliant. Mm. He, he seemed to bring he he was kind of the heartbeat of, of the Kinchin team. He brought everything out, and he made them. He kind of set the tone for them, didn't he? I mean, um, mm. Mar- was. What did you think, Marquio's effort? He, he was pretty good, wasn't he? Yeah, no, he he, he played very well. Uh, obviously, well marshaled as well. Uh, you know, he was kind of the one to I suppose to, to mark um, in the Kilchelen forward forward line. But uh, yeah, I thought he I thought he was very well. He scored three points, the two or two or three points. I thought they were they were five right. points. Was five, yeah. five, yeah. Um, a couple oh. of excellent scores in it now. Uh, and their their free taker Gibbs was uh, mm. he was on Aaron as well, wasn't he? You know, it goes to show at that level. Well, I suppose at all levels, having a, having a good free taker is huge. Yeah, it's vital. Yeah, vital. Like that, like Kishil will be around that that level now. Like this, you fancy to win him again, win win an extra get to final. Like so, they should be up next couple of years of players to have come through. And it's not so. That was saying lose one to win one or whatever. The competitive competitiveness of that grade was that Kishil were in relegation. Last year, you know, yeah. and, and turned it around and was so close to winning. You know, that's the, is that is that based on their football? Though, is, is it, does it depend on the year that they're in it that they're putting more emphasis on one or the other? I, I don't know because I wouldn't say they put any more any more emphasis on on either of the the codes this year. They were only beaten by points in the quarter final of the football, you know, so they they very easily could have been in in the semi final and they were already in the hurling final at that stage. So I I wouldn't say that that comes into it. I think they're themselves and the Brackens are kind of taking on the lot more model of, of just going out every week and, and, and playing playing their games week on week. Yeah, that'll be Sarah's in 10 years, won't it, Mike? Oh, yeah. Very disappointing result <laughs> in the Christ. football there. We'll, we'll need to donate the two footballs, will you? We only have the old ladies football or size fives, Lord. We have size four. <laughs> if you Very good. So, yeah, so that's um, mine to Louis up, up, um, up to Shem Zorin, our Premier. They're gone from intermediate to premier intermediate now to for next year. <laughs> and I don't know, is that a, an upwards or a sideways move? But uh, time time will tell. And uh, we wish all the we wish them all the best in their 
Munster campaign, which is on the 28th as well. I think it's our uh, versus Kilmiley of um, of Kerry. I see uh, Bob Egan was given out about the, uh, the the coverage the coverage in um, in in Temple Dewey, so he must be must be planning on making a making a trip on the 28th. Uh, this weekend lock, we lock them in the tiles out there again. We we get a few oh, yeah. boys locked through doors. <laughs> no covers ring anyone. <laughs> that only happens in Port Leash or Port Darlington. <laughs> uh, we spoke about it last weekend. The announcement of the the Miller Shield lads. It it's, it starts this weekend. We won't spend too too much time on it now. Uh, but the panels were just after being released, and the first game up is the North versus the South on at eleven o'clock on um, on Saturday morning. Uh, Inda, what do you make of that? North line out. Anyone missing that? Um, I'd be surprised that um, that Jack Delaney didn't didn't get on it, or maybe he was asked. To, you know, it's hard to know. It is if there was a lot of lads asking, they just turned it down. But I thought Jack's been very good for us for a few years. Probably our main forward. Um, look, there's a there's a few Temple Derry lads that will have sore heads uh, sitting on the bench the next day. See Lee McCutcheon his wing back there. He he was pretty good at uh, last day as well for them centre back, and he's had a pretty good year. He's young as well, so he has plenty of potential. Um, it seems like they've tried to beef it out a bit, where they're struggling for players with Barry Heffernan playing, um, Brian Hogan. Um, you'd imagine that they would have given time to lads that maybe wanted to get a look in with the management rather than lads that are in training and stuff like that. So um, it's an all, it's a pretty good team, all the same, all things considered. Um, but I'm surprised there's a few lads missing. Dan O'Mara as well, Kildangan. I thought he he'd have definitely got a look in. He's been very good for Kildangan for a few years. And he's got he, potential. Is he playing with Ballina in the, in the junior football, though? Maybe that is that why he's missing this weekend. You could be right, actually. Yeah, he's on football, isn't he? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and so, yeah, the under 21s kind of, kind of probably see more lads added to all the panels, really, after the first round of uh, fixtures with the under 21 being straight knockout. Yeah. Um, Brian Hogan probably wants to play in the goal since he doesn't get any time in, uh, between the six for Lara so I suppose this, he sees this as an opportunity to maybe get some some practice in um, I, I, I don't know I'm only, I'm only guessing uh, Andrew Ryan was in around the panel with Sheedy was he there for a while I think well, so. he'd have trained a bit yeah um, yeah he, he's been a fairly consistent performer for us lucky in fairness for the last He's probably been one of our better players now the last four or five years. He's a he's a real leader on our team, but he's twenty he's twenty nine, like the same age as myself. Um, so you'd wonder as the ship sail for him. Um, Josh McCarthy had a very good year for his cornerback. In fairness to him, um, I actually think he'd probably be better at wing back or midfield. But in fairness, he was in the corner this year for us. And he's probably probably our best player all year. So it's good to see him get a chance. Jerry Kelly as well. This is a big chance for him. And there's been a lot of um, rumblings about him getting a chance after the All-Ireland run a few years ago with Boris. So he'll have to be impressed, you'd imagine, if he has any aspirations of getting on that tip panel because there's, there's loads of ability on the tip panel at the minute. It's going to be hard to break into it. Like. Yeah, and, and two years ago when Boris were going well, it was this time of year. And, and I suppose the mm. underfoot conditions are probably something that would suit Jerry at this time. And, and then obviously he has the hurling to go with it. Right? So. Yeah, that's definitely the one thing holding him back is his pace. Um, yeah. And his conditioning a bit, maybe people will be giving out to me for that. But like in the modern game, <laughs> you have to be able to move. Like um, that's nine tenths of the law now, really mobility and being able to travel with the ball. So like he's hurling, there's nobody questioning his hurling ability. He's a right good hurler, um, but he just has to bring that on as well. Yeah, and t- uh, two names that, that I suppose everyone 
will will be aware of and that we'll be looking forward to Alan Tynan down there to play in the middle of the field and Billy Seymour at 14. Uh, they're two guys that we probably really want and need to, to step up and, and, and look for a jersey, don't we? Definitely, yeah. Billy's, Billy has serious potential there, full forward. Um, Alan Tynan's been excellent this year with Ross Gray. Like he's, he was playing centre forward for them and he's been scoring very heavy. Like you're looking, he's scoring at 1 3, 1 4 a match. Like, and he's tailor made for the modern game. He's a serious athlete. Like from his time in with Munster, he, he's in serious condition and he's got, he's got pace to burn. And his hurling has come on a good bit as well. Like he hadn't hurled in a few years, like when he was at Munster and he came back, came back last year at the start of the year and his hurling was a bit dodgy, but you can see over time that he's starting to get the eye back in and, and he's been playing very well. Um, I'd be expecting him to play well now for North Tip. Very good. The South team then, um, anchored, I suppose, by, by a couple of Mullinahorn lads, Owen Finley there at, at centre-back and Colin Shelley at cornerback, both hurled very well for Mullinahorn. Um, in, in the championship and they've Jack Shelley there in, in the forwards. I think he scored two eight to the in, in one of the games. So it's um they'll they'll be interesting. An interesting one there, Barry Cooney, South Liberties, uh wing forward. Where is that one after coming out of? <laughs> after coming out of Limerick, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I never heard of him. Um I'm just waiting for the always transferring to the Sars jokes, but at least a South tip, not too bad. So <laughs> but you Somebody, wouldn't be you, it wouldn't make any difference. You do take him from the south as well in the past. You know, so Let him in first then. <laughs> uh, Dylan Walsh, uh, I think going very well for Ballingarry um, over the last number of years, was a very good minor for Tip. And then you have the, the two the wires there from, from Killinall now. How fit they'll be after after last weekend. Um, but, it, but it's a good opportunity, as you said, for all players, isn't it, to, to stand up? Definitely is, yeah. Um, Killian O'Dwyer was on the panel a few years ago. Probably probably came into the panel a bit early. Um, he was very young when he went in and he probably wasn't as developed as he is now physically. Um, Kieran O'Dwyer was actually one of Killian O'Dwyer's better players in the, in the Aureen final. He was, he was very impressive. He scored a sideline there at one stage. I think it was, it was a serious, serious effort. Um, Aaron Dunn as well. Colin was always raving about him when he was on the podcast. He's, uh, he's meant to be a very good hurler. I think I've only seen him hurl once under 21 when we played him in a county semi-final um, but Jack Shelley Jack Shelley and Colin Shelley are probably the two main lads they'll be looking at there maybe Dylan Mulch he's, he's been playing one for Berlingary for a long time and he was good with tip underage so um, yeah it's a it's a pretty decent team yeah yeah, uh, interesting game. Eleven o'clock in Holy Cross, is it? Uh, That's right. Yeah. yeah. Saturday morning. Yeah. Saturday morning. Uh, the other one sees the 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 mid in the west. That's the quarter past one in Nips and Sean. The the mid team. Obviously, there's no Sayers, Lockmore, Drum, who are in the in the football um, intermediate finals. So, I suppose could you say depleted, but certainly some some good young hurlers there. Interesting. The the two McCarkey men in the middle of the field are are two that. That stand out for me. I always like watching Max Hackett say I think he's a, he's a very good hurler and Jack Morrissey beside him. They're they're two fine fine lads that, that need to be looked at. Yeah, um, like them two McCarrick lads are probably two kind of first ones on the list that we kind of put together ourselves, even saying who may be in, you know. So but when I kind of lose maybe the mind lads aren't there either as well, you know. So they're probably could be six, seven maybe onto that to make a stronger game, but this a chance for these lads to kind of step in now that might have got kind of a looking maybe only for lads out so if they put their hand up now um there's kind of a few players there that it's hard like Barrett in centre back he's kind of probably in just to kind of beef up a bit maybe just to kind of get someone in um you presume he's in tips top 20 at the moment honey wouldn't you like just yeah. no, you know so 
Um, Leonard Freyberger has been around the block a bit. You know, it's so interesting how he go corner forward. Dar Woods the same, kind of has been there, see how he go again. But these ads are getting a chance that he can drop against the West team again. There's a good few. Lads Owen Connolly, their middle of the field with the West, Shaw Brown centre forward. Um, you know, so they have kind of names that have been around the island. Dylan Quirk for Canolty is down as number seven, actually, which is a strange one half back there. What do you they make of that? Ireland at wing back with Liam Cahill, so it's not a position that's that's alien to him alien at to all. Him, yeah. you know, so. um, Andrew Ormond, we expecting a good game from him. He's he seems like he has the potential to make the step up, doesn't he? <laughs> he does, yeah. Um, he, he's been doing it even he's exceptional at school level, kind of young under age level, and he comes in and if you've seen the games, he does it. But um, they sent a forward there to kind of. That's kind of they're throwing him in there, saying, "Hey, for good enough here, lead our tackling." You know, and hopefully, will he's a young Cleary there, one side from Gurton Who, so you know, Gurton Who are even getting looking, kind of says the level there after kind of coming up from winning the intermediate last year. So, you know, it's good to see clubs in it that might have got lucky in other years and have lads trying now in the military. Yeah, the Armand was probably the standout forward, was he in the um, himself and Devin Ryan in the twenties there last year? Armand looked very dangerous at, at corner forward. He, and I think there was even some lads calling for him to go straight into the into the senior setup with the way he he had played in, in those twenty games. He, he was excellent, wasn't he? He was, yeah. And did he was he injured a bit last year then? No, was he was the year before maybe, was it? I'm trying to think know. he wasn't around for could have been maybe, but um, you know, he's getting his chance and like who said, them lads like they've mind them, they're going to every chance this weekend and for sure like the two lads in that mid team that would be kind of in on a block anyway if they don't farm this week like, like find your arm or they'll get go again like they'll go two ways about that this game probably has the two young farm goalkeepers in, in tip uh, Aaron Brown is um, in the goal for the West and Reese Shelley in the goal for Mike Harkey and I suppose <laughs> look we're, we're always looking for for kind of upgrades in, in, in the goalkeeping department because um, we haven't settled on that I suppose on, on a keeper Barry Hogan is holding the number one short put Reese was Reese and Aaron were both on the twenties there last year. Two very good young goalkeepers. Um, be interesting to see how they go as well, won't it? Yeah, um, and Reese's puckups are like rocket spin. He's very good in the puckups. I ain't never seen you know. Um, so like we need goalies. Like over the years, we always talking about who our second third choice goalie would be in the same few names around. So like there's one position in tip and in clubs around the county or goalies is one major issue. So like we need to start securing goalies. So like. You know, Aidan Grant can go to Slackmore the weekend and Sarah's goal is Paddy Mack who's been there as long as I can remember so you know it is kind of one position where if these are step up um, Aaron Brown has been going to him so with cash as well and his handling as well they're skillful goalies nowadays as well they're not like the big lads that are just in stop shots they're well able to get the ball or breaks back to him and ping puck outs yeah. he's been scoring heavy for them as well hasn't he Reece Shelley he's a good free taker like. yeah. he comes up for the penalties as well I think doesn't he yeah strike ball strike is unbelievable yeah, he's a he's a bomb he's a bomb man, isn't on him, hasn't he? From from puck outs yeah. and from freeze uh assignment. It was it the minor final against um Arbor Rovers there last year? I think he scored nearly the majority of, of um of Mike Arkey scores that day when when they lost <laughs> by a point to, to Arbor Rovers. But two interesting games anyway, lads uh, at the weekend. Uh eleven o'clock in Holy Cross and quarter past one in in Littleton. Hey um, Mike, tell us tell us about this West team. Tell us about it. Are you happy with it? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I think if we, if we go back to kind of the, the team, what, what was it twelve months ago? Now we we kind of did something something similar along those lines, and a lot of those yeah. lads would have would have been in in the picks. Uh, full back line is very young. Robert Dyle is there only out of minor, but he's a very impressive minor at full back for Tip there last year, and he he actually went straight into the Clonolty team at full back this year, which would have been strange for for them. Um, 
and then Johnny Ryan and Paul Devlin. Paul Devlin has been very good for for Airog um, uh, this year. Uh, played played out around the halfback line midfield and very sticky cornerback. And then Johnny Ryan, as we all know, has. Um, I, I'm not sure whether cornerback is his position. Uh, I like to see him further out the field, but um, he has played played cornerback uh, previously. I think this year in the twenties he, he was kicked. Mm. Yeah. On I think he's, a, he's very good on the field because he can score as well. Like, is he, but could he play cornerback? Kind of a loose kind of cornerback coming forward as well. You know, that's yeah. Uh, I, I always thought Cahill got the best out of him when he played him kind of at wing forward, and then but yeah. he never played at wing forward. He was he was out in the middle of the field, just rough. Yeah. Uh, he, he he's he's the type of guy that he does exactly what what you ask him to do. I mean, if you if you told him to run up and down the wall ten times, that's exactly what he's going to do. You know? <laughs> yeah. And and I suppose that was the beauty of Cahill's management style. It suited Johnny Ryan, you know. So, uh, but look, he, he's a fine hurler, and uh, I look forward. Niall Heffernan is another good, very good season with with uh, with goals and um, at at, um, at half back and, and was coming up and getting scores for them. And Owen Connolly then is is one. I think he's exceptional. I, I really think he, he's one that can step up into the into the tip team and. Um, He'll, when he does, it'll probably be in in the halfback line or, or full back line. But he's picked at midfield, I think, for the for the weekend. But he, he can do it. He, he's able what, to what, what do you think of uh, Dylan Cork wing back? Is he trying to tell Bonner he'd be better there than maybe up in the forwards? Yeah, maybe maybe so. It's a, it's an interesting one. I I, I think um, from a, from a Clonaldy point of view, it's an interesting one as well because uh, see, Timmy Hammersley is, has has uh, transferred now and. He has been the kind of the linchpin scoring wise for for Clonaldy for Jesus fifteen years now. So they they are going to need somebody to step into that reach. And I would have thought that Dylan was was that guy, you know. Um, but maybe he he's easy. I think he got on the the Cadbury's team of the twenty ones that time when he played wing back. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Maybe he just sees that he's a that's his best option of getting into. Like I mean, he, we saw him what a couple of times coming on for tip and it didn't really set the, the world on fire. Bear that first game against Waterford in 2019, he got four or five fines, wasn't it? From, from yeah. play, but um, maybe better facing the ball than when he's back to the goal. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, not a, it's not a position I would say he played ever, um, uh, underage for Clonaldy, but but it was, it was again, it was a Cattles under 20 team or 21 team that, that picked him and went back and, and he, he rebelled in it. Um, Jack Ryan, there, another Clonaldy man playing wing forward, his son of Declan's, um. Very good free taker. He's got um got a goal there at the end against um was it against Yi too? Did he get a goal against Yi finishing up against Tumi yeah, there? Yeah, definitely twenty one year free good striker yeah. of the ball. Um, Devin Ryan then uh, obviously corner forward. He um I I, I, I do, again he's another one I think is one that that has something to offer at, at inter county level. I think he was the peak of the twenty the twenties this year. Um, some people would say his size, but I I think it's um. I think his hurling will, will get him through the majority of, of, of games. He, he, he's a great, uh, yeah, great he's ability. Yeah, Jer so, um, yeah, Brown then. Um, Jer probably maybe needs to get back to the form he was at, uh, what, three years ago when he was the, the under-21 player of the year. Uh, but look, it'd be good to see him back at, at this level and, and try and force his way back into, the, into that tip set up. And, Obviously, uh, playing for Cashel now, and and Colum have with his with his Cashel connections. It's um, mm. it's one that he, that he'll be able to keep an eye on. So yeah, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be. Uh, it's it's a decent enough team to couple of good young guys there: Jack Dean, Connor Dwyer, and on the bench, Mikey Winnie, 
uh, they hurled enough a storm there for for Kenoti in the middle of the field uh, during the championship. So be, um, I wouldn't mind seeing him get him get a run there in, in this. Whether he can make that step up to to Colin Bonner's thirty four is another day of the week. But look, it's, they have to start here, don't they? I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Anything else, lads, in the world of GA before we finish up? No, just going to say um, on the north for the for the weekend. Uh, I'd say we're going to win it out pretty pretty easily. Um, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think, Mike? Uh, the, the Miller Shield, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, I, I don't know. You're playing the South team that have a Limerick man playing. It wouldn't be the first Limerick man to play for a South team either, right? Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, if that's uh, if you want to, if you want to start uh, going down that route with, with the Miller Steel, <laughs> that, that's fine by me. Yeah, I'm clutching at straws, Mike. I haven't had much to celebrate recently. Harlem Lights, so, yeah, uh, it'd be great for the for the trophy to come back or the shield to come back to North too. Um, Is there actually a shield for this? I just I don't know to be honest. Um, Is there a captain on either team? No, no, I don't think so. No, anyway, I don't think. So. No, but it was actually good to see there. They're saying that uh, any of the there's going to be a fundraiser at the gate, Mike, for the um. Yeah, it's, the proceeds are going to School Cormac in in Cashel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's oh, over two hundred two hundred students um attending that school, and uh, um, it's a, there's no pay on the gate, but there will be puppets and 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 donations to be made on the day, and I think it's very worthwhile, yeah. uh, worthwhile cause. Um, Sean, I think yeah. you have a bit of experience. Are you working there? You know people that were working. Yeah, there. friends of mine are teaching there. No, they're. Honest, the work to do is exception to honest sake and it's kind of one the schools is covering such a broad area like so it is a great cause like they need all the money here because funding is just not there because even I see teachers that work here buying ties and stuff themselves for the kids like you know it is yeah. so it's already caused hopefully there'll be big crowds and I'll be at it anyway I'm excited for it to be honest uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's something new isn't it well yeah exactly something yeah. that hasn't happened for a long time and it's novel really isn't it It'll get people talk as well, like you know the way lads saying, Oh, I just wonder he'd like a tip now. Well, you'll see him in the flesh and if he farms, yeah. no, banner have a look at him like. Yeah, and I think they've cast the net far and wide. I think you know, anyone that was that could hurl um at as of devil got it was got a call, you know. So I mean if you're if you're asking why this lad isn't in there, well, the reason is he probably didn't want to be in there himself or whatever, you know. So it's, exactly, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, certainly has done uh, Colin Bonner has cast the net wide and, and it'll be interesting to see who comes out of it and hopefully look they do pick up one or two I think I saw somewhere that Niall Scully the the Dublin footballer he came out of a kind of a game games like this you know the way Dublin play their their all blues blue all-stars games and oh, yeah. uh, Stephen's day that's where, where he came out of and he now has four All-Ireland so Right, folks, we're joined here on the Premier View by Tipperary football hero Anthony Shelley. Uh, you're very welcome, Anthony. Thanks, Mike. Uh, so, Anthony, this weekend, big weekend uh, in, in the football calendar in Tipperary as we have uh, five county finals to look forward to. Probably would have had the other two, only there's crossover in, in teams. But um, the big game of the weekend sees, I suppose, the two farm football teams over the last couple of years, Clangmel Commercials and Lockmore Castellini, have two in the stadium on, on Sunday. A repeat of last year's epic, um, a good game in store. Uh, absolutely. Anytime these two, these two meet, it's a good game. I think maybe it was 2019. Borlam was was an absolute cracker between the two. Uh, went to extra time, and then then last year, 
in in the stadium. I think there was only a point in it at the end, and um, you know, the they really can't be separated. Clamell have come out on top for the for the last for the last few years, but always only by a point or two. And I'm not expecting any different on on Sunday, except I couldn't tell you who'll come out on top. It's just one I've thought about it all week, and uh, I just can't separate them. You know, um, yeah. they, they both had they both had very very close semi-finals. Uh, Lockmore, I suppose Lockmore only won their quarter-final and semi-final by a point over. My Rovers last in semi-final one eight one seven, and then commercials over your own Brackens. They scraped over the line in what was a very good game by by four yeah. points in the end. Um, probably a lot closer than I suppose many people would have thought. Oh, it was. I thought our lads were, were were very very good in the day, and um, you know, in fairness to commercials, uh, you know, we gave them both a a, a character examination and a football and examination, and. Uh, you know, they'd be happy enough that they passed the, the character examination with honours, but they probably would be um, a little bit disappointed with, with, with how they actually played. They seem to be a bit spooked by our sweeper system. And uh, they, they were very slow on their build-up. Like, and, you know, they relied on a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of points from distance. So, um, yeah, they, they'd be disappointed enough. But I think, to be fair, like, I mean, you know, Maybe it was our lads didn't let them play. We were, we were actually exceptional on the day. And, you know, we lost by four, and that's as much as we should have lost. But we didn't deserve to lose by any more and possibly could have been been closer. And, you know, coming up to the second water break, they needed the water break, I suppose, like like a boxer needs a bell at times. You know, we, yeah. we had them rattled. It was back to two points, and we were well on top. And then the water break came, and they were able to regroup after that. And, you know, they got a goal to put them six points up, but we replied nearly immediately. Um, with, with a stunning goal from Shane Doyle from chip to keeper from 45, 50 yards. It was a brilliant goal. But uh, Ferris commercials, you know, they didn't panic and um, and see, see, see it out in the end. But yeah, they, they would possibly go home thinking they had a bit of work to do. But maybe that's an ideal way to, to win a semi-final. You know, you'd say you didn't play as well, but uh, uh, you didn't play well, but, but you won and you left a bit of work to, you know, um, a little bit to work on for the final because you know that guards against compl- complacency as well because up until that they had kind of moonwalked their way through the championship they beat Arville by ridiculous amount and the same with um who else did they did they play in that care, care. Uh, care. no it yeah. wasn't care um Arfin Ar- yeah. yeah and uh, the same the same there so and then Mike Harkey gave him a walkover so I suppose they, they may have been in need of the game as well like you know because yeah. they had no test up to that but you know they certainly got it from us and yeah, they, they played the, they know, played the church in the quarter final actually and there was only a point in it I think at half time was it 1-5 yeah it was a bit of a win there was probably you know there was two points in it at half time but there, yeah. was, there was a bit of a win but then a scoring blitz at the start of the second half I think I think they got one six in eight minutes, and you know that was it. Yeah. They ended up fifteen point winners in the end. Like so, I think they're up to the time of the Brackens game. I think they'd won their three games by a combined total of sixty-eight points or something like that. So they needed that game against the Brackens, you know. Sure did. Whereas, uh, you know, the the um, the Lockmore Mile Rovers game in the in the in the other semi-final that was another cracking game, and uh, you know it, the last ten minutes was as exciting uh, uh, as you'll ever see. Like I. You know, people would say the quality wasn't wasn't that good up to, up to that, but um, it had been hard hitting. It was a proper game of football. There were there was heavy belts, and you know there was no quarter given or asked. And um, 
you know, my Rovers had two or three chances that they would have been disappointed in in injury time to to um, to win the game. You know, they went for a goal at one stage, I think, and they possibly should have tipped it over the bar. Mm-hmm. Now, look more at the same time. Maybe their chances weren't as clear cut, but they had a few half chances as well, like to in in injury time as well, like. Um, Lockmore didn't want extra time. Obviously, Shawnee played the clock in the in the in the grounds was showing seven minutes, so people were a bit amused by that. But it hadn't been stopped um, for the for the second half water break, so it was actually only five minutes oh, he yeah. played. <laughs> you know, so they were getting was he ever going to blow it? Like you know, yeah, yeah. so uh, it looked like the one stage Lockmore didn't want extra time, or Shawnee didn't want extra time. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, he did a fine job, as he normally does. In fairness to him, like you know, and um, uh, Lorcan Egan of all people the cornerback he might not sure if I ever remember him scoring before but he popped up and uh, on, on the end of a move and kept his head to handbass it over the bar to get them through but um, it, it, it was you know typical Lockmore they, they, they kept going they kept going till the end and uh, there was a small bit of silliness with about 10 minutes to go that people were um, uh, a small bit of handbags broke out like and people were saying that um, that was the changing of the game, and I, I don't know if it was. You know, there was really nothing in it, um, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it, it disrupted. It did disrupt my Rovers just for a minute or two, but they settled down again after it, and I went and went three points up again. So, like you know, um, I think Lockmore in the end, you know, they took their chances. My Rovers didn't, and when that happens. About. You come out to deserve winners, don't you? Yeah, um, much much will be made, and much has been made of, I suppose, the schedule that the Lockmore guys. Uh, have have had to put up with I won't say put up with that they that they have they have been involved in over the last number of of weeks I think it's fourteen is it now on the on the trot but I mean commercials I suppose weren't too far away from that as in any of their players that were playing with say Marys went to the semi final of the of the Seamus Arena um so so they would have been training hard and and playing games week on week as well but um going into the they would final, and their younger players are their younger players are in the um. They're in the under 19, 19 county well. final, and they were in the Hurlem county final as well with St. Mary's. And they've a good scattering of them as well, pretty near among the subs. So, you know, they wouldn't have been together as a, as a full unit too often, I'd say, either. Like, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, just, just going into the, the game, I suppose, um, Lockmore seem to, to they, they seem to love that anyway, don't they? I mean, the, the week on week suits them, they know how to manage the, the recovery and so on. So, coming That's up on, on Sunday now, John McGrath, it's a great, a great stat. John McGrath has won man of the match in the last five games. I think he's played hurling or football. He will, will commercials man mark him going into the weekend? I'd imagine so. <laughs> I mean, um, you'd have to, you'd have to. Like, I've long been of the opinion that John McGrath is one of the best footballers in the county, if not the best. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a fabulous player, and this year he has. He's been outstanding and everything he does. Like I mean, I remember he he was so good. It was I think it was an under twenty one county final the one a few years ago. He could he was actually on one leg. He never kicked the ball the whole day, and he still right. was one man out of match just by controlling the game with his head. Like yeah, he's just a fabulous, fabulous player. Like you know, uh, but you know, the, a lot is made of Lockmore's never said die attitude, and you know, as if there were some sort of modern day. Matt the Trashers to turn up on a Sunday and have a goal like you know very little and I think it's a bit unfair because you know I heard Frankie McGrath already saying he doesn't know you know what's in him I tell you it's what's in him is 
they're exceptionally talented players. Mm. You know, every single one of them. Um, I was even looking there after the semi-final. I think they used 18 players that day and 11 of them had played football for tip at some level. You know, and that's not in counting Noel or, or Ed Maher who would um, would definitely have played. You know, if they put their mind to it. Like, you know, Noel never didn't play didn't play minor football concentrated on the hurling there but um, yeah and Ed would have been probably one of the better footballers in the county there I think it was two years ago um, 2020 um, but but he, but he picked a minor hurling so that would be 13 at the end, you know I mean there's very few teams that would have you know would have that sort of talent so like the secret to Lockmore's success is they're just exceptionally talented players you know um, and obviously then the commitment and all that um into it after that and you know didn't this you know they say an ounce of breeding is better than a ton of feeding like and if you go back through the if you go back through the history of it like I mean Noel Bryan and John's father Pat I would have played against him he was a little bit older than me but I would have played against him he was the best footballer I'd ever played against like he was just fabulous footballer and Tom McGrath the same and if you go back a bit further I think I think Lockmore beat commercials in the oh god 56 or 57 county final and it would have been there, Noel's, Noel and John's grandfather that that was captain of that team. So like, and there's a lot of the, a lot of the players feed into that gene, gene pool as well because they're related one way or the other. Like so, yeah. um, so when you put it all together, you, you, you know, it's no surprise that that they have the success they they have. Like you know, and uh, and there's also no surprise that they're they're making commercials either because um, I was just going to bring you commercials know, up. Um, I think they, they might have had 10, uh, if not 11, of the senior football panel this year. Um, so, I mean, there's no shortage of, of, of talent on, on that panel either. But who, who should we be looking out for in, in the final now at the weekend? Um, obviously, Sean O'Connor, who was kind of on... An, uh, uh, well, uh, I suppose if he wasn't under 20, I, I would imagine he certainly would have been on the, the senior football team. He had a very good league. He had a very good underage career and certainly played very well with the 20s this year. He's one to look out for. Uh, uh, he's, yeah, and he's played very well commercials this year. They've played about four games in the championship. He's scored what six fifteen so far. Mm-hmm. So that's that's fair scoring. He'll 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 have to be marked. No doubt, Lockmore will have fans for that. But like, I mean, obviously, Michael Quinlevin after the goal he got in the, the final last year will take special attention as well. Like you know, and Mikey always takes one or two two away two players away to you know allows maybe for somebody else to, to blossom. If you'll excuse the pun, because that's that's the Quinn of a nickname. But um, they um, you know, Jason Landrigan, if he's back now, he didn't play against us. He was sick, uh, and would be a big loss because he's the one player that they don't have a, a like for like replacement with. Yeah. Uh, so he, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll be back. And Jamie Peterson played against us. He was injured, but I think he's going to be okay from what I hear. So um, you know, have the two two of them back. Well, Jamie has been. Just uh, he's a seven out of ten man every every day he goes out. He's been a fabulous servant of commercials over the years, and he's still not that old. Um, and then from Wiltshire, Seamus Kendy, Jack Kendy, Colonel Kendy, uh, Coleman Kendy. Yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah. <laughs> you, could, you could go through them, like, and then at the back, Liam Ryan is as good a fullback, old style, old fashioned style fullback, but a good cap you know, white man there. Good cap white man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Liam gets the job done. I, I certainly wouldn't like to be marking them, you know, and then Mike O'Reilly and the goal, like, they have them everywhere, like, you know. They do. They so, do. Uh, um, 
you know, but I see, I normally put whoever's going to win a game, probably people on the board would be sick of listening to me talk about turnovers because the team that wins the turnovers will um, invariably win the game because, you know, it's obvious you give yourself more chances to to attack the opposition. So if you turn, turn them into scores, you will. But these two teams are past masters at that and probably the turnover count will be... Um, will be very, very close. It might be, well, it'll be important. I think it's the team that can transition from from back to, from defence to attack the quickest on Sunday and the more effective um, that will win. You'd say in this, you know, as I said earlier, commercials didn't do that very well against us. I think they were spooked by our defensive system. Mm-hmm. And um, they, um, you imagine in the wide open spaces of the, of the stadium, they might be able to, to, to rely on the kick pass a little bit more to 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 get it in there quick, you know. But uh, I had watched Lockmore play ourselves in the group stages, and um, you know, at that time of the year, I thought they were a bit like the Monster Rugby team. They, you know, when they turned it over, they put it up the jumper, and it didn't appear again till they got a free in front of the goal, like you know. And um, but but since then they've improved in their transition from back to front. Uh, immeasurably really and uh, against my rovers every time they attacked it looked like they were going to create a scoring opportunity so um, I, I really think it's the team that maybe you know uh, that transitions the quickest and maybe has the has uh, has the guts to to take a bit of a risk uh, that will do it because uh, it's the team that takes the chance that might just come out on top today on, on Sunday in a, yeah. in a game um, that is just too hard to call I, I suppose if you're going into the, the, the second water break and uh, commercials are, are ahead, I would say have, a, have a, a bit of daylight, you could imagine them pushing on and, and possibly winning. However, if it's, if it's tight and there might be only a point in it going into the water break, it's very hard to bet against Lockmore in that final 15 minutes because from a fitness point of view, they're probably at the peak of their powers right now with the, with the amount of games they're playing. Plus, they're... They're they're never willing to back down from the fight. I suppose. Uh, oh, no. yeah. you know, they they love that challenge, you know. And as as I say, you know, you'd nearly want to be a home eating the dinner before you can decide, you know, and, and hear the result of the FFM before before you you'd know that that you hadn't beaten. But um, you know, if it if, if it is um, if it, if it is tight on down the street, I, like commercials don't back down either. You know, they've mm-hmm. won a lot of tight games over the years as well, like you know, including the ones against Lockmore. And um, you know, while while everybody would 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 um would would the popular thing to say would be that um, you know Lockmore never bet in a tight game, you know, but I'm sure if you look at their history books, they've probably lost as many tight games as they've won, uh, as have commercials. So um again, I don't know whether whether uh if it was only a point in it either way at the second water break, I, I wouldn't be advising anyone to to run to their local turf accounts to back one team or the other. Like you know, um, I, you have to wait till the final whistle. As you can tell, I just really can't call this this game. <laughs> um, leaving leaving aside, I suppose the two main men in in, in main forwards in Quinlevin and, and John McGrath, who, who would you consider to be the the players to look out for at the weekend who could potentially be match winners. Um, young Connor Ryan from Lockmore um, is, is very good and should thrive. And he, he's extremely fast. He's he's um, extremely accurate and um, 
as fit as fleet and he doesn't play the hurling either like you know um so like he's he's been in around the tip squad there now for the last two years uh, and deservedly so like so he'll punish any freeze that they get you know that that lot more gets so commercials will have to be very disciplined so um yeah look Connor Ryan um and Lee McGrath's back as well and, and Lee, you know, Liam is just has always been top class. Often, instead of Liam, you be coming away from a game. I said, oh, Liam was great. And you look at your program, and you see he scored six points. You know, <laughs> and that, that's just a, he. He'll keep the scoreboard ticking as he did last Sunday in the Harlem with the last. You know, he, 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 he had the balls to stand up and, and hit that last one. So, um, yeah, Liam McGrath kind of riding in the forward line for for um, for a lot more, and I suppose maybe. Seamus Kendi and uh, Coleman Kendi, you know, with Lockmore, we'll have to watch them for for their long range points. You know, they 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 just when they throw it up, they don't miss. You know, uh, even if it's fifty yards out. So yeah, they they'll be the four players I'd be looking looking out for anyway. Yeah, so that, that's a, a good game to look forward to. Derek Mahoney is on the whistle at half two in Central Stadium on Sunday. Before that, Anthony, I, I suppose the second most important game of the weekend, uh, the intermediate final. Uh, Grange Mokler, Bally Neal and Drummond Inch uh, go head-to-head. I think that's at half 12 in, in the stadium. Um, a, a good day out for, for your 10 euro or 20 euro for the weekend package as, as it is. But um, yeah. uh, Grange, Grange Mokler, obviously, they were in this final last year. Uh, very unlucky, as I think, not to, not to win it last year. Uh, they'll be looking to 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 uh, to go up seeing our young a young team with a with a lot of young players, kind of 20, 21 years old. And I suppose the significance of the game is that it's it's on the 101st anniversary of um of the death of Michael Hogan. So there's no shortage of of, of stuff there for Grange Mokler to get to to get uh, ahead of window. Yeah, and to be fair with the significance of the date, I suppose they'll have the goodwill of the county behind them as well to see if they can if they can win it on the 104th anniversary of Michael Hogan, Michael Hogan's death. But um, you know they won't have it their own way. They're they're up against uh, Drum, who you know at the start of the championship, um, people would have. You know, there would have been a lot of people's dark horses to win the intermediate football championship, you know. And as soon as their hurling commitments finished, I think they went from dark horses to very, very bright horses, you know. Yeah. And um, I I have seen it once or twice this year. And the, what I'm looking forward to is it's to be a real contrast in the styles, you know. Um, drummer, um, steady as you go, they have passed it up to the field. They're a big, big, strong team. You know, when they, when when they win possession, they don't generally give it back to you till till they get their shot at goal. Like and uh, then uh, Grange Moker, who I think have made no secret of the fact they're probably my favourite team to watch at the moment. They're real swashbuckling in their in their approach. You know, good kick passing into the forward line, good movement, everything like that. Um, but they're very very young, so there'll be a, not only will there be a, a contrast in, in in styles of play. Um, also, the physical size drum will be a lot bigger team. So, uh, a lot of this game could come down to um, what the weather is like on a Sunday morning. And uh, if it's a fine day, I would be um, I, I'd be fancying Grange Moker in the wide open spaces that you know their side of play. I think the stadium is 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 ideal for them. But if it's a wet day where the ball isn't sticking and you have to fight for the second ball, uh, drum you know drum drum. I'd nearly fancy Drum in that situation. You know what I mean? Drum have you know 
oh, some good players like uh, Emmett Maloney, Emmett, uh, David Butler, Jimmy Mullen, um, Colin Canal. Like they've all featured it for Tipperary footballers at some level over the last few years. Like you know, and uh, then put put in they had Jamie Callum back for the for the semi final. I think he played centre forward for the first half. Uh, against Feather then went back sweeper then uh, they managed to get did both against Golden and um, and uh, against Feathered in, in the semi-final um, they were out of the blocks very sharp very quickly they were um, seven points to one up against Golden and I think they went six points to one up at half time against uh, uh, against Feathered like uh, against Feathered in the second half they, they moved Shamey back um a sweeper and Shamey from what I haven't seen him play football in a few years but he was a fine footballer when I seen him play uh, it must be four or five years ago now and I'm sure he hasn't lost it you know guys like him could walk into a snooker hall and be making a century break after a week like they just have it like, you know so, and uh, and then they have David Collins on the, on the freeze like and David you know he, he'll punish any 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 few he was very good against Golden and I'm like uh, on the left foot freeze Jimmy Mullen on the right foot freeze so um, you know they'll 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 be looking to draw fouls and uh, and get the two boys shooting from from dead balls. But uh, uh, Grange Volker on the other hand, like they're just they're very very young. Um, said they're nearly an under twenty one team. You mm-hmm. know, in most like you know, with, with a few possible exceptions. Like, but I mean, you know, John Lines, Mikey Lines, Leon Kendi, Jamie Walsh, Sean Daly, Manus McFadden. Marco Mara, all all top top class footballers, and you know David Grace, any senior football championship next year if they could get there, you know. But yeah. they'll have their work cut out. Uh, they'll have their work cut out to, to beat Trump. And I said this may well come down to the weather and the day. Yeah, um, not, I don't want to be putting too much pressure on Grange Walker, but I did hear it said before last year's final that it it might have been a year too soon for them if they had won it last year, but this year. You don't want to lose two in a row. It puts an awful lot of pressure on you going down the line, trying to trying to make you know, it up, doesn't it? Absolutely. And you, you know, when you have a team that young, then if if they lost two in a row, and you know, if things opened up next year, you could lose a few players to America or whatever. Exactly. Or, you yeah. know, um, so you know. Whereas if they if they actually got to senior football this year, they they might be inclined to to stay around and give, give it a lash. Like you know, you don't want to, you know, like last year there was an excuse for. Them. That you know, I mean, in fairness, some of them weren't even they weren't long out of the pram last year, you know. But this year, um, this year, you know, they can't stay making excuses. You know, we're young, we're young, young. You can't can't stay making. This. They have to step up to the mark now uh, and get over the line. I actually think they do. I, th- I think they will. I think uh, if it was in Cashel or something, I might have my doubts. But I think the open spaces of Central Stadium will suit them down to the ground. Plus the fact that the style of football, the drum play. You know, moving it up and down the field it takes a lot of running, and it's a hard style to play in in Simple Stadium. Yeah, very good. So that game goes ahead at uh, half twelve on Sunday in the stadium. David Grogan is on is on the whistle uh, for for that one, and, and a, a good a good day out in the stadium in, in store um, on on Sunday. The other senior football competition, Anthony, that that's on this weekend is the final of the Tom Cusick Cup. Um, sees Aherlow. Uh, taken on Rockwell Rovers. Mm. Now um, that game goes ahead on Saturday. John Tracy Park um, at half one. Uh, Aherlow finished third in the group. 
uh, Rockwell finished fourth in a, in a very in a very fourth, but but were competitive in a very good group. Um, it's an interesting final between the two uh, West games. Ah, yeah, I think they they met um they met in the West semi final. I don't think either of them had a had a full team out on the, on the night. There wasn't a lot between them that night either, and they believed in the point in it. Yeah. yeah point in a chance there's a bit of bite between them as well like you know um, um, actually look I'm actually going up to this one and uh, I, I'm looking forward I'm, I'm looking forward to it uh, kind of not really hard one hard one to call as I said uh, I thought Arlo started I thought Arlo played okay in their group but when you look at the results like they took a couple of hammerings and <laughs> you know um, they took a, oh god I forget what it was against them um, care it might have been 314 to 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 one six or one seven or something like that, but uh, you know, probably on the day they didn't deserve that 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 sort of a beat. They were competitive in the first half, and my Rovers just ran out, ran out better. But um, oh, I was at that uh, one. Yeah, I was two fourteen yeah, yeah. to one six, and uh, Barry Grogan two fourteen got, to one six. Was it Barry Brogan got one five? Yeah, good, yeah it was a last uh, last yeah. minute goal, but it was probably what they deserved for their efforts on the day. Like you know, now that's not to say that my Rovers were a far far superior team. You know, the one time I was disappointed one. Uh, was against Oberchurch. It was at that game over in Golden, I think it was. And um, you know, Oberchurch were twelve points to four winners, and could have been, could have been a lot further ahead. Like you know, um, mm-hmm. they were getting through one and one, and just tipping it over the bar. Like they were always comfortable. Like, and, uh, but uh, in fairness, in fairness to um, to Arlo, like they they regrouped and uh, they they beat mine in the. In the Quarterfinal, quarterfinals in the Tom Cusack, like that's which guaranteed them uh, their senior status for next year. Now, um, I don't know what sort of a team mine had out that night, that week, but the intermediate final the week after, I'm sure they were short a few. Like, but I mean, two fourteen to one eleven is it's a comprehensive, comprehensive enough victory. And then you know, probably the same applies against Killing All, who were out in the 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 Seamus Arena final that. To beat them in the semi semi the week after seventeen points to one eleven, so um, you know I, I they, they need they need probably they've won the West thing for the effort that they put in this year, you know they they would they would love to win another one because um you know there's a there's a few lads that might only be a year or two two left in them so if they could go out with two with two cups in the one year it would be a it would be a great year for them like but I mean the one lad that has impressed me, one of the younger lads that has impressed me this year is a um Ty Crew. I thought he's been very good at wing back. Like in in any game I've seen him, like Mark Russell has had a fine season for him as well. And he's uh ably assisted there at midfield with Kevin Canan. So that gives him a bit of energy and height and strength in midfield. And uh and sure then, you know, Barry Grogan up front, like I mean he's doing all the scoring for them again, like you know, so and he's he's nearly unmarkable when he's on form, like even though he's probably I don't know. 101 years of age or whatever he is like, you know um, he's not that but, uh, old no. he's, yeah he's, he's, he's been an absolutely he just, brilliant he just, servant he, he to Arlo be, on tip over the years he just seems to have been around so long he came on the scene so young you think that oh god is he still at it like, you know yeah. so uh, yeah, 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 ben, then, ben Carey plays up, up front for them as well quite a good footballer he's an under 19 and um, yeah, I, th- I think Luby, Dermot Luby, is probably back now. He's I haven't seen him play this year. I hear he's very, very good now. Uh, um, he's involved with the hurling there for a while, wasn't he? With the Tip Hurlers, wasn't he? Yeah, with the, he was on yeah. the minor hurling, I think, last yeah. year. But he was. Um, I've seen him play football, and he's a, he's an excellent 
fielder yeah. of, the, of the ball and yeah. he's able, he's mobile he's a young as well probably an under 18 under 19 so he, he'd be a big addition to them um, yeah, and certainly the, next the two Hanley's there to come on to come on as well like Merrick and, and Thomas so you know they, they know what goes where as well and why you know they, they're experienced players so you know they, they have a good team but I mean Rockwell you know um, we played them in the first round of the championship and for anyone looking at the results, you'd think we give them an awful hammering, which it wasn't like that at all. Um, they, I think they were ahead of us at the first water break. Um, they gave us a couple of silly goals, um, one from a penalty and nearly straight away from the kick. I was a, a stupid kick out and we, we got two goals within a minute or, or so and then they had a man sent off and even at that, there was only a point or two in it at half time but with the 14 men we were able to uh, to put to pull away from them, you know, and you know, to give a good thing to repeat a lot more right up to you know halfway through the second half as well. Like so, um, they've been given a good account of themselves for their first year at, at senior football, and you know, when when you look at their team and you see like Liam Fahey, Liam's an absolutely fabulous player, great time from uh, Rocky, Rocky, Rocky Maloney, and, and the two Ryan's Gavin and yeah. DJ, you know, yeah. um. You know, just the, the, the scores in those, the last three that I mentioned. Like, I mean, you'll have to keep them quiet if you if you if you want to beat Rockwell. Like, you know, but I mean, it'll all be you know, in fact, he is you know, a Rolls Royce engine there. Um, I know he was on the tip panel for a while. I'm not sure whether he left or his own accord or 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 whether he was dropped. But either way, I was surprised you know that he's still not on it because I just have great time for him as a footballer. It was one of the best around. Him. Yeah, it sure is, and 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 kicked a, a lot of football underage with Tip over the years as well. So yeah, yeah, he's, um, uh, he's great, great, great lad. Yeah, no, that 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 should, that should be a good game on on Saturday in, in Tip Town, and um, as, as you said, there's a bit of bite, and I know Derry Peters um yeah, trained Rockwell for a while, and and is involved with Aherlow as well. So they they'll know each other, they'll know they'll know each other quite well. So it'll be, uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting <laughs> game. <laughs> A good game for a neutral if you're looking for, for something. Uh, yeah. I'm actually going to it myself, so I'm looking forward to it too. Yeah. Um, the junior football final goes ahead this weekend as well. Um, we have Knockaville Kickhams from the west and Ballina from the north into mm. in, in that. That's on Saturday. It's in Kilcommon now. I think there was a couple mm. of venue changes on that, but it's in, it's in Kilcommon at two o'clock. Um, Is it? Yeah. Thought it was was in that in Templemore. No, it's changed now again to Kilcommon. Oh. <laughs> so um yeah, so Kickham's had a had a very good win over the Swan. Uh two first teams there, two six to one seven in, in the semi-final. A come from behind win, I think, for, for Kickham's there to win that. Yeah. While while Ballina beat Torless Arsils 12-7 in the in the other semi-final. Um yeah, Kickham's Kickham's were in this final a couple of years ago. Tommy Landers there, who's who's the uh, chairman of the board and Oak um, does a lot of football there with, with Kickhams and, and they play very well. They actually had a, they won the West Final on penalties and um, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. Uh, Flipper uh, um, Green was in the goal for for Kikums. He saved four penalties, so uh, he he's a big huge. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 remember, I remember following that on Twitter, like you know, and uh, I think the first three penalties was be right yeah. yeah after first three penalties yeah. you know <laughs> and um uh Sean Tracy's missed all four penalties like, right. <laughs> which, yeah. which, which is a, which is amazing like you know and then in the semi-final against Swan like I mean 
uh, after coming through the, the West final on penalties in the semi-final against one, they went into injury time needing the point to win or to draw it and they got a goal to win it. Like, you know? so, yeah. um, uh, they certainly have taken the hard route to it. Like, you know? and, uh, well, like, they, you know, they, they have a few players that you know, that would have been in around um, around tip teams as well. I think Eddie Daly there, I think he's playing I think I think he's playing he's playing centre back for him at the moment. I remember him as a minor back in oh, might have been seventeen or eighteen, and I think he played car forward in the tip minor yeah, team. Like, but he was a fine, a fine footballer. Like and Larkin, uh, Larkin would have come up together all through the the underage setup with, with tip there. From, mm. They're they're about yeah. years old now, so they have a lot of football played actually underage. Yeah, and should Jamie Jamie Duncan has a yeah. he had a great year with the tip under twenties this year. Like you know, uh, I, I foreseen you. I think it was 2017 fail at Temple Tui. Um, won it actually, they won the A that year. Um, they beat Clamwell Commercials in, in, in the final. But Jamie Duncan gave a performance that I think it might have been the best underage performance I've ever seen from any young lad because we were going around trying to find out who named it. Oh, God, it's this yeah. redheaded chap at wing back. He was just unbelievable. Like, uh, then I found out he was good at hurling as well. So, <laughs> which, uh, but uh, he so he, he would have been two or three years minor holder I think but um you know he, he got his shot with the with the tip under twenties this year and uh, had a good game and uh, and Connor Horgan seems to be you know they're putting over freeze for sport like you know so um, he's obviously a good a good player as well like but uh, when you look at Port Row um or sorry Balinage it's a they beat Port Row in the in the North final. Yeah, which is actually on under lights in Dr. Morris Park, like you know, um, they, they beat him 16 points to 1 6. And uh, I think the impressive standout stat from, from, from that game was they had 10 different scorers on the night, like which was fairly impressive. Nine at the start, then one of the Bill Malloy came off the bench to, to nick a point later on in the game, you know. So, um, they were comfortable winners or north. So, when they played Saracen in the semi final, and um, to beat them by five by five points, and it was seventeen points to twelve. Like, and um, as we all know, Sars they can all play football. Like, but they had um, Paddy Greaton played from that night, and uh, Kieran Costello as well. Like, okay. it was on, it was also on the Connor. I think was was a Connor there. One of one of the Sacrums was there that night as well. Yeah. Like, you know, and uh, when uh, Kieran was on the tip hundred twenty panel this year, came on in the monster final actually. Um, you know, so that was a good Stars team, team to beat and um, they, they had a few imports as well um, right. uh, Willie Connors uh, Willie Connors is, is playing from and Willie played senior for tip like you know what uh, Willie would be a great addition to any senior football team not alone a junior football team you know so um, and then you know Michael Green at centre forward and uh, you know Two corner forwards and Finn Looney and, and, and Matthew Powers seem to be kicking points for fun. Like they're nearly giddy from kicking points there against Sarah Hills. I think they got seven between them. Like, you know, so um, on the balance of it, like you know, you know what I've seen so far, uh, I would um, and if a few under a few under nineteens there as well. And Derek King did we played him under nineteen last uh, last Sunday in the county semi final and uh, and the Beatles, you know, why we'd have been disappointed no footer performance. They didn't let us play, and uh, 
they beat us by three points and could well have been more. They were well deserving winners, like and a, a few a few good young players there, like that. Derek King is 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 a very good player. So uh, with Michael Breen at centre forward, you know, I think they're being obviously the standout player being Stephen O'Brien. And I was going to say Stephen named a lot of players before I got to Stephen. So and the balance and the balance of what I've seen so far, I'd be going for Ballina to win that one. Yeah, Ballina's uh, one likely for that. Yeah, Ballina have a lot of work done. Underage, I think they won the 21B that they last year, and they're in the 19A final this year. The 19A, so. the 19A final, uh, it's not this weekend, I think it's the weekend after it's the commercials against yeah, yeah. commercials. Uh, they'll have to work with us, but I mean, from there, but they're, they're you know, they're well drilled. Stephen is actually over him, and he isn't well drilled, like, uh, yeah. um, and they're powerful, they're not the biggest, but they're powerful, powerfully built sites. So, you know, commercials won't have it all their own way, but you'd imagine they might have too much from in the end, like, mm-hmm. just a little bit more experience. With my West hat on, I'll be hoping the Kikins uh, get, uh, get over the line in, in this one and, and get up yeah, to sure. the intermediate grade. When we do the review, we can see who was right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously, before we, we, we leave you, uh, Anthony, the biggest game of football on this weekend uh, takes place in Dundrum on Saturday at one o'clock. Uh, the mighty Cavalry Gales take on Open Church in the 19B final. Um, so, this, uh, <laughs> the, both, both teams had. had well, where do you want me to handle this one, Mike? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're very uh, will I give you now, something Mike? for the dressing room wall or. I'll give you some for the, that you can use in the pub after. You know, well, <laughs> well, like overture should be in the air, or something like that. Yeah, we found out <laughs> to our cost uh, on this podcast over the last number of weeks that um, a lot of the stuff that we say tends to end up in the dressing room. So I, I don't know where we're going to be getting county medals out of some of the stuff we're saying that we seem to be an inspiration <laughs> for some teams. But um, <laughs> no, yeah, both both teams had good wins in their in their semi-finals. The church uh, destroyed Newport. Um, in, in one semi final, and, and we had a very good win over uh, over Mulnahone in, in the other semi final. Yeah. Um, uh, I was talking to Connor Dwyer actually there one night, and he was telling me that the church are, they've only one player up to the age. Um, so so they're, they're going to be a handful at 19 uh, football again next year with, with this team. But Luke Shanahan is obviously the standout footballer. Luke, uh, yeah, but you see, just remember now that I think it was 2017. Uh, Upper Church were under 14 A football champions. They, right, they beat yeah. my Rovers and after after uh, in extra time, like you know. Um so and they would be drawing a lot of that team and a very good team, like you know, but Luke Shannon obviously being the standout playing senior yeah. football for him and uh did very well in all their games from this year. But um uh, this is the way we'll handle this, Mike. I'll give you a few lads that you can go down and um, <laughs> a few names you can go down to train and tonight and tell them who to match up. Like, you know, Pat Ryan at six, he's a serious bit of stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, he's a proper centre back and gets forward and tries forward, full of energy, great player. Uh, James Griffin, you probably be aware of, he, he was tip minor Wally there for Wally, yeah, a year right. or two, you know, but he's actually playing full back for him, you know, yeah. and, uh, he's, a, he's a fine player. And, uh, Oshin Tracy, Oshin Tracy uh, in the uh, middle of the field. I have yeah, more here. Uh, I have yeah. down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you mark the four of them, you'll have a good job done. Though, yeah. you know? <laughs> but, uh, 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 just you know, it, I, I, I haven't seen Capo White, so you know, you, you, you probably obviously would know more about them than, than, than I would like. But, um, Upper Church have been very, very good. Uh, Underage and football in the last few years, particularly um, next year's team, like next year's duel is over, considered to be 
untouchable that under 16 when that grade was going like you know and overtures took him to a point in the mid-final like you know in in, in football so and did have a lot of that team there tomorrow yeah. um or on, on saturday i should say so uh, as i said but if you, if you mark the four of them you you'll have good work done and give yourselves a chance <laughs> i should look that's all we, we've done we've surprised ourselves by by getting so far and struggled through the west a little bit up until semi-final stage and and even at that were uh were uh controversially knocked out but got back in on appeal i suppose is is, is the, <laughs> the diplomatic way of putting it um yeah <laughs> but but turn that around uh, to to uh to to win the replay of, of that semi-final and then had a very good win in the in the West Final against a, a strong Rockwell team mm. who would beat who would beat us earlier on the time. But um so yeah. a couple of good uh, Connor Martin there who who was on the tip minor hurling team last year uh played wing back mm. ex- excellent footballer now um one to one to look out for in the future. So he's only 16, 17 and and um, Excellent footballer up and down the wing, and uh, a good scoring forward. He's a solid head man, Tristan Stokes. Um, another again young. He's yeah, only, he's still under seventeen, but he's putting up big scores for us. Um, uh, corner forward, yeah. uh, deadly on the freeze, and, yeah. and then yeah. from, from general play as well. Yeah. Um, another, I'll give you very young now, but you had another solid head man there that I would have been involved with. Under fourteen development squad, or that Stephen D. Stephen, yeah. Was a fun- yeah, an excellent footballer and played midfield for us all through the championship, but got injured in the West Final and didn't feature injured right. his knee, didn't feature in the semi-final against Mullinahone and doubtful that he will that he'll feature again this weekend, which is a big loss for, for us. Um but for that semi-final we had Garod Ryan Vaughan back who hadn't played right. all year with a knee injury and we had him back. So it was a as it turned out, it was a straight swap, but uh, to be to be great for us uh, to, to have both of them uh, fit and available. But um, look, them's the breaks, I suppose. In, in, uh, yeah, in you're, you're, you're playing this undercard or this underdog card beautifully, Mike. Like, there, absolutely. Yeah. If the overtures are look, or if the overtures are lads are listening, to nearly go to the pub on Friday night. Yeah, yeah, have they, one already. They, yeah, they, they should. There'll be no. They should celebrate beforehand. <laughs> That's what they. <laughs> but uh, that game goes ahead, Anthony. At um, one o'clock on, on Saturday in, in Dundalk at the 19B final. Um, mm. That's all we have we have time for. I think we've all the football spoken about. Anthony, thanks very much for joining us on the Premier View. No problem, Mike. And we'll talk to you again. Thanks, Mike. So, yeah, look, that's all we have time for this week, lads. Uh, thanks very much for joining us, as I said earlier on. Don't forget to to follow us on our social medias and and subscribe to our to the podcast uh, wherever wherever you do get it and we'll be back in two weeks time i would say to have a look at uh, the tortoise airfield and lot more replay and see how mine got on in the monster intermediate hurling until then uh, thanks very much guys and talk to you again on the roof.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 